Yes, welcome to the Joey Harris Show. That's my attempt at a theme song. Yes, welcome to the Joey Harris Show, the place for my thoughts, feelings, rants, ramblings, rules for life, commentary, and anything else that sticks to the wall of my brain because this is life at the speed of my mind. Merry Christmas, everyone. The season is upon us, and I am so glad that you've decided to spend some time with me. This is our Christmas show, and tonight is our look at some aspects of the season, if you will. Our first thing that we're going to look at is something I like to call the hate. First of all, just in general, this holiday season, and more specifically for a song that I've always found delightful, but over the past few years I've become aware of more and more that people just flat out do not like this song. Of course, I am talking about Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the little drummer boy. Now, it may be just because it's all of the pa-rumpa-pum-pumps. I get it, and I understand it. But let's look at the whole thing in context. A little drummer boy who's out minding his own business, and they tell him to come and see the new king, the King of Kings, the Messiah, born in Bethlehem. Now, the little drummer boy is a poor boy. He has no gifts to bring, as it says in the narrative, to lay before the king. So, when you're around all of these big shots that do have gifts to bring before the king. I've been in the situation. You're not supposed to feel bad that you don't have anything, but people cannot help how they feel. I get mad at things I see all the time from various people on Facebook, on Twitter, on blogs that I read in the news. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay to feel bad. Everybody shouldn't have to cower and cow to my position. They've got their own position, and that's fine. So nobody needs to hear mine on Facebook or any other social media or in general. And this is my show. So finally, he decides he's going to bring the one thing he does have. He has his drum. So his gift will be to play before the king. And if you remember the song, he gets the nod from Mary. Here we have the woman who gave birth to the Messiah, the virgin birth. She gives him the nod to go ahead. Now he gets an ox and a lamb to keep time for him while he plays. And he plays his drum for the Messiah. 
who played the best in the town, and homeboy threw down on the drums. There has never been a drum solo like the little drummer boy gave that night in that mansion. They should have charged. They should have charged admission to go see him. I thought drumline should have been about him. It should have been the story of the little drummer boy. For his efforts that he gives his all to play for the king, Jesus turned and smiled at him. Parumpa pumps pumped because he did play. He did play his drums for the king, the king of kings. Now, for all of that, for all of his trouble, he gets immortalized in a song. Now, let me ask you, all of you, how many of you out there listening to the sound of my voice has a song written about you? Probably not many. I would venture to guarantee. Yet this young man who gave his heart, who gave everything he had to play a song for the Savior, he gets immortalized in the song. And what do people do? They despise said song. But I'm sitting here, and I am here to tell you today no more. So, tongue-in-cheek, I have to say, what is wrong with you people? And that's all I'm going to say about that. Now, growing up in a small town, majority of my adolescent and formative years coming before the advent of computers. There was something I heard one year on television that just always struck me as magical about this time of the year. Something special about the season. And after that, every year, Thanksgiving would kick off what I call the holiday season. And because of Thanksgiving, the next day you would get the barrage of the sale papers and and different things. But in our local daily, my parents would get, we had a, a little insert or a little, a little booklet that the paper would just insert every year. And it would have, like, special um, service times for local churches and several Christmas songs, um, both religious and non-religious, as well as a reprinting of A Visit from St. Nicholas, a Canadian Memorial Twist the Night Before Christmas, and 
I told you I had heard on television. They reprinted every year. And every year I meant to keep it and just never would. I was a kid. But fortunately, through the advent of the Internet and the computer age, it's available for me and for you, and I'm sure you all have seen it many, many times. I'm talking about the newspaper editorial. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Eight-year-old Virginia O'Hanlon wrote a letter to the editor of the New York Sun, and the quick response was printed as an unsigned editorial, September the 21st, 1897. The work of veteran newsman Francis Farcellus Church has since become history's most reprinted newspaper editorial, appearing in part or whole in dozens of languages in books, movies, and other editorials and on posters and stamps. So, as part of our Christmas show this week on the Joey Heron Show, I would like to read you the letter that Virginia wrote and the response. Here it is. Yes, Virginia. Eight years old. Some of my little friends say there is no Santa Claus. Papa says, if you see it in the sun, it sucks. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? Virginia O'Hanlon, 115th West 97th Street. Virginia, your little friends are wrong. They have been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. They do not believe except they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their little minds. All minds, Virginia whether they be men's or children's, or little. In this great universe of ours, man is a mere insect, an ant. In his intellect, as compared with the boundless world about him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole of truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist. And you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would be the world if there were no Santa. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginia. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance. To make tolerable this existence, we should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The eternal light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Not believe in Santa Claus, you might as well not believe in the fairies. You might get your papa to hire men to watch in all the chimneys on Christmas Eve to catch Santa Claus. But even if they did not see Santa Claus coming down, what would that prove? Nobody sees Santa Claus. But that is no sign that there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in the world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? Of course not. But that's no proof that they're not there. Nobody can conceive or imagine 
all the wonders that are unseen and unseeable in the world. You may tear apart the baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside, but there is a veil covering the unseen world which not the strongest man, nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that have ever lived could tear apart. Only faith, fancy, poetry, love, romance can push aside that curtain and view and picture the supernal beauty and glory beyond it. Is it all real? Ah, Virginia, in all this world, there's nothing else real and abiding. No Santa Claus? Thank God. He lives and he lives forever. A thousand years from now, Virginia, nay, ten times ten thousand years from now, he will continue to make glad the heart of childhood. And that from Francis Church is the editorial that ran that day. Yes, Virginia, there's a thing close. It's just a very powerful, powerful message. And now I would like to bring to you a very personal story that I worked on this afternoon and brought back a lot of memories. Entitled, Nobody Goes to Lewisburg for Chinese Food. First thing you need to know is this all happened a long time ago. Before Facebook and Twitter and any social media was really around, there was no blog talk radio and cellular phones were these gigantic brick things. It was 1993. Winter of that year, cold season, Bill Clinton was just finishing up his first year of his first term as President of the United States. And in Warren County, where I'm from, a Chinese restaurant had opened our first Chinese restaurant. Our only exposure to Chinese food before this had been the occasional trip to the big city. But now, Chinese food had arrived. My old man took to it. He liked the wonton soup the best. But I didn't expect him to like it. But he did and we ate our fair share of it. Not that we overindulged and had it every night, nor was it a special treat. It was a special treat that was especially close, and that was what was most important, the holiday season. <clears throat> so the wonton soup flowed, Chinese food took over. I had really grown in my faith in 1993, accepting the Lord as my Savior. So 
this was all new to me. I, of course, knew the story and knew the season. But after taking the, I don't know, the next step in my journey as a Christian, this year had especially high hopes, I guess. And I looked at it in a new light. We had our church youth group uh, Christmas celebration at the Chinese restaurant. In addition to a brisk menu and takeout business, they also served one glorious Chinese buffet. And we decided that that would be a fantastic place to have our banquet. The food flowed that night. Beef and broccoli, sweet and sour pork and chicken, soup, endless rows of egg rolls, and mounds of fried rice and lo mein noodles. Hinted with just the right salty spiciness of soy sauce or hot spicy mustard or maybe the cool tanginess of duck added a flair and a dramatic appeal to the meal, and we enjoyed joking around with each other, celebrating just the time that we could be together as a group before, you know, everybody breaks off and does their own individual celebration. The conversation flowed for us. The laughter flowed for us. Everybody was having a fantastic time. Every year we would do Secret Santa. And it was always a treat to find and get little gifts for people and to start it off and everybody goes round in the circles. Now, let's say I had Bubba's name. I would give Bubba his gift and so on and so forth. After Bubba opened up his gift, he would then reveal who he had and would go forth from there until everybody had shared. Now, as the meal was winding down, someone asked, as I was president of the youth group, if I would read something for the season. Now, I had never been a particular bold conversationalist or public speaker up to that point. And I didn't know if it was just because I was president or I was seated towards the end of the table and everybody could see me, but they asked if I would read something for the season. And so I agreed. We offered Bible. The lights were low. The night was still. There was a fire in the fireplace, and it crackled with that snap and pop that accompanies live fire. It seemed as if I was the only person around for miles, even though the restaurant was full. The Chinese couple had delivered the fortune cookies 
stood and beamed wide smiles. As I read, the words echoed in the air. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenus was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his spouse wife, being great child. And so it was that while they were there, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The words hung in the air as I finished. And then I got some polite applause and I took a little bow and said thank you. And then I sat down. It would be a tradition that I carried on in the church for several years, always an honor to stand before a group of people and read those magical words. The words of hope and joy for the world and a season of hope and giving a time for love, fellowship, and peace. The time was limited on the Chinese restaurant, though. The lease ran out, and the landlord wouldn't renew. Other Chinese restaurants would come and go, and have come and gone, but none as good as the original. They hardly ever are. As for the Chinese couple, they got new space in Lewisburg. 
up the road a little ways. And try as I might, I lost track of him. Because as we all know, nobody goes to Lewisburg for Chinese food. Thank you all so much for joining me tonight. Uh, I'm just so happy with the numbers that we've been getting every week as we build this new show on a new night and a new time. The Joey Harris Show. I liked it so much. I put my name on it. As always, I am at a bunch of places. You can always get me. I'm on Twitter at Harris. That is at T-H-E-J-O-E-Y H-A-R-R-I-S. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash J-O-E-Y-H 37. That's Joey Harris. It's my name, but it's forward slash Joey H 37. And if you would like to email me, the email address is joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com. Put on the subject line of the Joey Harris show or comedy so that I will know where this is coming from. I would like to thank each and every one of you for joining me this week. I hope you all have the best holiday that you've ever gotten and and have ever had. I hope you have some good food. I hope that you remember that enjoy is the reason for the season, the reason behind what I read and shared with you tonight. So just remember that, and I hope you have a great time. And if you have are having a hard time, don't try to wallow in your hard time. Get out. Be among people. Go to a Chinese restaurant and sit. Maybe you'll have other people there. And then go to a movie. Get out, laugh, go see a funny movie. Enjoy yourself this season because sometimes life will just try to knock you down. I've known that better than most. I've shared it with you all over uh, the past year. But now life is starting to look up and starting to go really well for me, and I know it will for you too. Join us here next week. We will do a year in review and talk about what we have coming up in the new year. I'm excited for 2014. I think everybody should start calling it 2014, 2014, um, because I think 2014 just rolls better off the tongue, and we've got to get ready because 2020 will be here. And just like the television show, the year should be 2020. So we're going to be talking about 2014 and all that we're supposed to accomplish then. And I will give you a recap of all day and hope that yours went well. So join us here again next Monday night. We will go over our holidays, talk about 2013, and talk about what we are looking forward to as 2014 rolls around. It'll be our last show of the year, so we've got to do something special to close out the year, and we will do exactly that. So until then, folks, 
Thanks for joining me. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll see you next week. I'm Joey Harris, and I approved. Good night, everybody. See you.